Todd Kolep is a serial killer, sex offender, and mass murderer convicted of murdering seven people in South Carolina between 2003 and 2016. Kolep left a series of Amazon reviews on items that he may have used in crimes. Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. We are Glad to hear rolling. That. We've got so many great cases this week and Yep, we're putting them all out, you know, together because we have a lot going on, but we wanted to make sure that we got all of our episodes in. So by God, we're going to make it. Right. Because what, when people are hearing this episode or watching it, you're off on a little jaunt to uh, warm Arizona, leaving us cold Idahoans to just twiddle our thumbs. I know. I know. It's supposed to be in the 60s and 70s there. So sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, knowing my luck, they'll have like a cold snap or something, but no, no, they won't. <laughs> knowing my luck, it's going to be gorgeous and wonderful. There you yes, go. Exactly. Well, it is our Tuesday case. Yes, it is. Our Tuesday episode, I should say. And we yeah. have, <laughs> we have some doozies for you guys. You guys, I don't know. This week, I have a real theme in my cases, which is faking your death to avoid prison time. I I'm going to just give you a little spoiler alert right now. It never works. <laughs> but if you don't want to go to story. prison, you should definitely not do what these people have done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, I'm going to kick it over to you for some WTF news. Yes. All right. Let's talk about Julie and Rodney Weaver. Wheeler. Not Weaver. <laughs> Wheeler. Watch it. Watch uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> this, this is some real WTF crime. All right. So let me just make it clear that Julie Wheeler did not fall off a cliff. However, her husband and son did report that she did. I so, remember this case. <laughs> yeah. These effing people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So... They um, went to Grandview State Park in West Virginia, and they said that Julie was searching for a missing earring one evening when she just fell right off a cliff. Well, as you do. As you do, apparently. So, of course. <laughs> or as you don't, Julie. As you dumbass. don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, this sets off because then. They report that she's fallen off the cliff, right? So the National Park Service. And, Julie. Yeah. And emergency services and canines, they get all over this trying to find her. They looked for several days for her. And then one day the police just showed up at her house and voila, there she was. Ah, it's a yeah. miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. She just 
It was all a dream, my friends. It was all a dream. Unfortunately, they did involve their teenage son in this. And so he was a part of it, too. Terrible. So what had happened is that she was a caretaker for someone who had spina bifida. And she had been um, defrauding the Veterans Administration with basically false billing of services that she had provided, healthcare services that she had provided. And she was facing um, 10 years in prison and hundreds of thousands of dollars in restitution and fines. Good and God. so she decided she just really didn't want to go to prison and pay all that money for all those crimes she committed. <laughs> so they decided it would be best to fake her death and then for her to just stay at home, apparently. Like, at I don't home. know. They didn't, they didn't really think this out. Like, right. if, if you're dead, then you shouldn't be at your house. That's a thought. Um, so unfortunately How now was this woman smart enough to steal all that money? How? Uh, I don't know, but this plan was a real clinker. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're facing a uh, conspiracy to commit a felony conspiracy to commit a misdemeanor, uh, filing a false emergency report. You know, can you imagine? Cause we know like people do fall off cliffs here where we live around Yellowstone yeah. park. And cliffs, not cliffs. And yeah, the yeah. cavalry comes out to find them. And guess what? That costs a lot of money and time. It also puts other people's lives at risk. It does. It does because it's not safe to go searching in that kind of terrain. They, We don't know if they're going to charge her son. I hope they don't because... Oh, I hope they don't. It's that's not really sad. But the husband stuff. is now charged too. So not only did this 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 scheme not work, but it's actually added time. So she mm -hmm. will be serving a lot more time than she was originally. So and her dummy yeah. husband will be serving too. Yes, which is also they, sad for their kid. Yes, it is. All of it is very sad for their kid. These are not good people. I'm sorry, not thinkers. But no, no. <laughs> the part where they just found her at home, like she could just. <laughs> Say she fell off a cliff and died and then just go back home and go back to living her life as though nothing had happened. And yeah. the whole world would think she was dead. Like, dude, you then have to leave and never come back. Yeah. You miss the that country. part. Yeah. Because you can't use your ID, your social security number. Right. You'll never be able to work again. She clearly right. failed super, super villain school. <laughs> yeah, she did. There'll be no minions here. Also, I just think the story about that she was looking for a missing earring when she fell off the cliff is fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, That's she tripped on a rock. She slid like there are way better. You know, how many people have fallen off a cliff while looking for an earring? You can replace the earring. You don't actually mm -hmm. have to risk your life. <laughs> yeah. but, that part was, this, was really funny. Where did this earring come from? How much yeah. did it cost? Was it hanging off of a branch and she was leaning out trying to get a hold of it? I right. Mean, was it like a what? 10 carat diamond? I mean, what at what point was it worth her life? I this don't know. This was definitely a him story. It, it was, I think, yes, a him story. Mm -hmm. Well, he was the one that was there reporting it. You yeah. know, remember, mm -hmm. it's the son and the and the husband reporting this because she's chilling at home watching Netflix, I guess. I I don't know. <laughs> Laying on the couch eating ice cream and bonbons and waiting for this oh, to pan out. Lordy, aye, aye, aye. lordy, lordy. So anyway, 
That's the Wheelers. Well, okay, no, then. not the Weavers. <laughs> so, I'm going to kick it back to you for our main case. Okay. I had never heard of the Amazon reviewer serial killer before, had you? No. And he's fairly recent. Yeah, he really is. This is the story of Todd Colehead. One of those serial killers that uh, was troubled from the get-go. His yes. mother said that from the time he was 15 to 18 months old and on, he was unable to get along with other kids. He was mean. He would beat little kids up uh, in school. There were just constant behavior issues. It was never ending. She had marital issues and there were just, there was trouble in their lives. Mm -hmm. But not to the degree, this kid was one of those that you go, are some people just born wrong? You know, you got to wonder about that with Todd Colehead. So I'm going to back it clear up to 1980. We'll do a timeline of Dear Todd. In 1980, he was referred to the Behavior Evaluation Center at the Georgia Mental Health Institute because of his inability to mind at home and behavior problems in home at home. He was eight or nine at the time. And his mom was, she had no idea how to raise this kid. She was so overwhelmed by his bullshit mm-hmm. and was trying to get help. I mean, he'd been in counseling since the time he was eight. And she had been trying to figure out how to help this boy and I think help herself. Sure. In 1986, he used his father's handgun to force a friend, a 14-year-old neighbor, into his bedroom where he tied her up with duct tape and forcibly raped her at gunpoint. God. Yeah, at 15 years old. God almighty. Now... He uh, did get arrested and prosecuted for that crime and sentenced to 15 years in prison. Wow. And he did 15 years in prison for this crime. Mm. At one point, a, a probation officer asked him why he raped this girl. And he said he thinks he was mad because his father was out of town. Oh, my God. Hello, mm-hmm. psychopath. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... In 1987, he had a mental health evaluation at age 16, where he described his attitude towards himself as negative. Yeah. Uh, He said he Mm -hmm. saw himself as a bad person and recognized that he has the capacity to hurt people. Wow. Mm -hmm. So in 1987, he entered the prison system in Arizona to serve the uh, sentence for rape. In 2001, he was released from prison after he served the entire 15-year term. Wow. While he was in prison, he graduated with his GED and then from Central Arizona College with a bachelor's degree in computer sciences. Mm. In 02, he started working as a graphic designer. In 03, he had moved to South Carolina and there was a crime. Uh, an unsolved crime where four people were murdered at the Superbike Motorsports business. Uh, this happened in Spartanburg, South Carolina. 
a customer came in and discovered five, four people that had been shot to death. Mm. Scott Ponder, Beverly Guy, Brian Lucas, and Chris Sherbert. There was no uh, rhyme or reason, and there was no solving that crime. Wow. Uh, in 2006, he received a private pilot's license. Also in 2006, he applied to take the South Carolina real estate exam, and he was required to explain the uh, charge in Arizona two, day, or two decades earlier, okay? Mm-hmm. So he writes them a letter explaining what happened, and it is a straight lie. And they didn't even investigate it. He writes them a letter basically saying that uh, he did kidnap a friend. Uh, he's not really sure why he did it, but he kind of got caught in the crossfires of uh, the uh, legal system. And he was... <laughs> mm-hmm. And he oh. was sentenced to do time. And he did his time. And he doesn't really feel like, uh, you know, there's anything more to say about that. But, you know... He said that it was his girlfriend, and after they uh, they broke up, uh, she went and helped him find his dog that had gotten lost, and they were gone longer than he thought that they would be, and her parents called the police because they were worried, and he ended up getting arrested and charged. Oh, my this God. This is the story that he told. So they didn't told, verify this? <laughs> did not verify this, and went ahead and made him realtor todd oh my god mm-hmm. oh yeah it's just chilling because ooh, that job man mm-hmm. scary this is this is the guy you want to be selling you a house no showing you empty houses alone mm-hmm. that's pretty chilling yeah it sounds like the beginning of a lifetime movie that's all i'm saying right it really does So he became a licensed real estate agent in 2006 and just started building wealth. And it really built quite a bit of of wealth, it seems like. In May of 2014, he purchased a 95-acre tract of land. Mm -hmm. In 2016, he hired... uh, he had some people that he had hired in the past to clean uh, properties for him and prepare them. And in 2016, he asked them to come to his house. Uh, this this Charles Carver and Kayla Brown. So Charles and Kayla come to his house and no one can reach them after that. Mm. And uh, Charles's mother is really worried because she's, he's not responding to any texts. And so this goes on for several days and they've made a police report finally on September 3rd. And she tells, tells the police they also can't reach the girlfriend. They check on their apartment and discover that nobody's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. On September 5th, they finally file a missing persons report for her. So now there's missing persons reports for both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, They can't figure out where they are. They also discover that their dog was left alone in the apartment without food for many days until somebody realized it. Oh, no. 
So from September to October, this couple is missing, but they start, families start seeing some weird postings on their Facebook page by Charles mm -hmm. saying that uh, they are, have gotten married and they're fine. And they're at one point, they even say they're having a baby and their families are like, this isn't like them. This isn't what they would post. And also they're not responding to anything. So how is this the case? Right, right. Like they would just go do all of that and no one in their life would know and they just met. They just disappear. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So it finally, uh, the police in investigating their phones and their uh, their schedule, it takes them to Cole Hep's property. So they go out there to look around and ask him some questions and they discover a storage container where they mm -hmm. hear banging and yelling. Oh. And nice. they open up the storage container. And what do they find inside? Kayla. Oh, my God. Kayla is inside. And Kayla tells them that when he opened the door, when they got to his house to do the work for him, he mm -hmm. shot Charles. Mm -hmm. Like, instantly when they got there, he shot and killed Charles and buried him on the land. And they find Charles buried on the land. Kayla is okay. I mean, she's been, you know, not okay in any way, but alive. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Alive, but has been uh, abused seriously by him for all this time. And of course, you know, watched him murder her boyfriend and it's bad. Hmm. So in November, they bring out heavy equipment and, and cadaver dogs and start checking some things out. And they find Charles Brown and then they keep digging. Or find, I'm sorry, they find Charles Carver. Mm -hmm. Charles Carver. They find him first. Uh, they keep digging. And they find some other bodies as well. They find another couple on the land. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of all of that, after they've arrested him, Colehep tells them that he is the person who shot those four people at the superbike place. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, he actually admits to it. And they believe him because he gives them information about that that had never been released to the public. Wow. He knew way more about that case than you could unless you were the person who committed the crime. Holy crap. So now we have seven bodies. And Lord. they believe that there are more, but these are the ones that they charged him with. And there actually were more bodies found on the property as well, but they charge him with the murders of the four people from the Superbike place. They charge him with uh, Charles Carver's death. They charge him with the murders of Megan Coxie and Johnny Coxie. Mm. A married couple that he murdered in 2015 and buried on his property. Jeez. So in 2017, he's indicted by a grand jury. So it's 14 charges, seven counts of murder, multiple weapons charges, and kidnapping. His house is an absolute commissary of guns. He's oh. got an unbelievable amount of weapons. Just an unbelievable amount. Hard. Yeah. He's also charged with uh, sexually assaulting Kayla Brown and holding another woman captive before her. 
Oh, boy. Like, he's just really been living it up. Yeah. Oh, God, this guy's a psychopath. Yikes. In April of that year, his mother dies. And his attorneys petition the courts to allow him to see his mother's body or at least attend the service. And they say no. Yeah. Hello. Sorry, but you murder a whole bunch of people. You lose that right. Yeah. In May, he pleads. Wow. They have a plea deal that sen sentences him to seven consecu consecutive life sentences. Wow. Yeah. So they've been in and out of court ever since. Uh, in April of 2018, he was put back into Gen Pop after being pulled out for a while because he was claiming unfair treatment in a federal lawsuit against the Department of Corrections. So he's just going to continue to sue the state and, uh, you know, be a pain in the wow. ass. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There's been a bunch of uh, lawsuits in breaking up his estate because, like I said, he had quite a bit of money. Yeah. So a judge awarded uh, awarded uh, Brown $6.3 million. Wow. Well, she deserved it after everything she'd been through. My God. Mm-hmm. Then they had, a, <laughs> they had an auction, an online auction, and sold off all of his stuff. Tools, books, artwork, an ATV and a gun safe, cars, all kinds of stuff that... Uh, Regular buyers and murderabilia people uh, bought up. Oh. Uh, and all of that money went towards the families of his victims. And then that land that he bought was sold for $500,000. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they're still working on, or they were still working on in court, divvying out all of the money that they were able to get from his estate to his victims. Right. But one of the It's weird things, that he had, like... Serial killers generally don't have money and an estate right? that can go to victims, families, and stuff like that. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. It is an interesting thing about him. He managed to really make money. Scary. And, of course, these are just the crimes that he was convicted of. They believe that there are a lot more. Oh, but I would imagine so. One of the crazy freaking things he did was that uh, people have, they have found a whole bunch of Amazon reviews on stuff that he bought that uh, have been associated back to email addresses that were known to be his that are so weird. This is a stun gun. Five stars. It is blacker than my soul and priced right. Ugh. A chainsaw. Works excellent. Getting the neighbor to stand still while you chase him with it is hard enough without having an easy-to-use chainsaw. Oh, my God. A padlock. Solid locks. Have five on a shipping container. I think we saw those. Yeah. Won't stop them, but sure will slow them down till they are too old to care. Oh, my God. A little folding shovel. I won't read all of this because it has a slur in it, but keep in your car for when you have to hide the bodies and you left the full-size shovel at home. Oh. Holy crap. Yeah. How creepy is that? That is so creepy. I mean, that is, that is so brazen. Mm-hmm. 
There's another padlock one that I guess I don't have. I thought I did that uh, says that it would be good to put in a sock. Oh, yeah, here we go. It's a padlock that says, uh, works great. Also, if someone talks back, go old school on them by putting this in a sock and beating them. They will not appreciate the hardened steel like you will. Works great on shipping containers. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And there are so many, you know, like, joke reviews that this stuff would just fit right in. You wouldn't even uh -huh. realize. Another stun gun. Seriously trying to find a reason to zap one of my agents for being lazy. It's going to be the new office motivational tool. Oh. wonder how many times Kayla Brown got stunned with a stun gun. Right. Holy hell. Mm -hmm. So he's in prison forever. We know this. He's going to keep dragging the system as many times as he can because he's an attention whore. We know this too. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's, he's not ever prison. getting out though. No. No, he's Whew, wow. I mean, that's a new one. Leaving mm -hmm. reviews for the uh, items you use in your crimes. Right? Wow. wow. So there you have it. That is serial killer Todd Kolhep. Yikes. Well, Christy, I'm going to kick it back over to you for some more WTF crime because we haven't had enough today. We haven't because you're about... Have you ever had any Easter eggs just show up on your property around Easter time? Well, yeah, but I knew who did it. Right. What if they show up from a stranger? That would be an issue. It would. Yeah. This is what was showing up in some uh, Easter eggs a while back. Just a single goldfish? Yeah, there's a goldfish. There's Okay, there's a bunch of stuff in there. So this is one of the weirdest stories I have ever read. So this is this happened to the family of Jessica Nageldinger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I know. I don't know. So they found an Easter egg that they did not um, expect in their mailbox. This happened in Florida, of course. I should have said this Florida man, but it was actually oh. a woman. Um, but when they opened up the egg, they got something maybe they were not expecting right away. And that was pornography. <laughs> no! As what? you do? I, right. What? So in the egg, there was a Skittles drink mix, goldfish crackers, a square of toilet paper, a tiny scroll of like religious stuff. Um, alongside images of naked women and two men having sex. Oh, what? Also, under those images was an artistic rendering of a Roman soldier spearing a crucified Jesus Christ because nothing <laughs> is Easter like porn. Because, of course, there was. <laughs> right? So... Of course, the family was like, holy shit, we have kids. This is terrifying. Yeah. Um, also, what's with the toilet paper? You know, like, it was immediately yeah. terrifying in many ways. But also, gross AF and the single goldfish cracker? I know. What was that about? That's a hard no. Yeah. Okay, so somebody actually saw a, a woman 
put this in this, the mailbox, but they didn't at the time think it was weird because, you know, Easter egg. Sure. So um, Avril Sistoni, who's 43, uh, turned out to be the porn Easter egg, um, the, the porn Easter bunny. I don't know. Yeah. What would you call the, her? The, the porn star bunny? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she got charged with 11 counts of um, distributing obscene material. Now, wait, did she give more people than just these guys? These? Yeah, there were apparently 11 of them. <laughs> what? How Unfortunately, she she's really struggling. She uh -huh. delivered the eggs um, and went on a big homophobic rant about quantum and magnetic fields and sexually transmitted diseases in the bible when she was arrested so not okay, well let me just stop you right there mm -hmm. she has chlamydia she that's what's going probably. on here she probably it's affecting her brain her brain is full of, her brain is swiss cheese now so mm -hmm. um she she has insisted that she is in fact not a religious fanatic <laughs> which i was like well i mean <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that. I, I I don't even know what to call that when you mix Bible verses with porn. Um, frowned upon. <laughs> I think that's it's frowned upon. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she'd been visiting some churches in the area, and she said, "I have attended and spoken about all of these churches, and not even one have replied back to me." <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Um, <laughs> she was mad at them for talking about people being gay is is what it kind of came down to um so she was she did the eggs plus a bunch of religious pamphlets and just started shoving them in in people's mailboxes randomly it wasn't like anybody was targeted specifically mm -hmm. um but she did uh get charged and Police believe that there were a lot more than just the eggs she was charged with, but they didn't all get reported to the police. <laughs> what does that say <laughs> when you get an egg <laughs> like this and you don't call the cops? I think it says you live in Florida and this shit is not that uncommon. Maybe you're like, you're well, I've going, seen this before. Well, or you might be, yep. wow, what a cool addition to the Bible. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. How this went from, you know, religious fanaticism to porn and Easter eggs. But it did. It did. So, anyway, if you, you know, have any Easter eggs, just show up in your mailbox. And be a little careful with that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I watch for that. <laughs> and if you find some in yours, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, there is an Easter egg in my mailbox right now. And it is from you two years ago. And well, it's just been in there this whole time. That is your fault, not mine. I know it is, but I, no this, porn in it. I didn't even think of that. I know, <laughs> really screwed up. <laughs> all righty, well there you go. Well, sorry about all this, but this has been Tuesday. <laughs> it's, it's really a week, you guys. I think we were just looking for funny. We needed some funny, and we got some. So anyway, Ooh, yeah. Well, you know, tomorrow will be our Wednesday case, and um, believe it or not, I also have a WTF crime for us about uh, somebody making a false police report and disappearing. So I don't know how you and I, we ended up on the same wavelength to this week on this, but uh, we really did. I have we really quite did. the head scratcher uh, as well. So wow. 
Well, come back tomorrow for all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thanks for being here. You guys have a wonderful Tuesday. Please take good care of yourselves. This has been yet another episode of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.